As Michigan's most powerful and influential voice for business, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce stands ready to serve you. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com to learn more now. Detroit, as we all know, put America on wheels. It goes back to Ford Motor Company and the Model T and the assembly line we became known for. Here to tell us more, it's my pleasure to introduce our executive chair, Bill Ford. But Ford just had a big week, moving away from those traditional assembly lines and into what Ford is betting on as a new automotive future. We were the first company to bring automobiles to everybody. Now, we're the first company to build electric trucks for everybody, way ahead of anyone else. Ford launched an electric version of its F-150, a member of the F-Series, which is the best-selling pickup truck in America. And it's the first full-size electric pickup to be mass-produced. Lightning is the only all-electric truck that's built for tough, built for America, and built right here. Ford Motor Company has a lot of pressure. It's got to produce these vehicles. It's got to deliver these vehicles and, uh, and do so without problems. This week, we traveled to the launch of the F-150 Lightning just outside the Motor City and unpack what this moment means for Ford, its workers, and the future of hitting the open road. I'm Carrie Jr. the second, and this is On The Line. I'm Phoebe Wall-Howard, and I'm an automotive reporter at the Detroit Free Press. So, Phoebe, um, you know, on Tuesday, we both went to an event. Can you just tell us a little bit about what the big event was this week um, that we attended and set the scene for us? We were in Dearborn this week with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, some buyers, some employees, a lot of UAW workers, where Ford Motor Company launched the first full-size mass production all-electric pickup truck. So while it's not the first pickup truck to market, it is the first mass-produced. They already have built 2,000 trucks, but we were in the brand-new factory, which has the name, it's not fancy, it's the Rouge Electric Vehicle Center. We're there, and uh, it was a short and sweet event with uh, Executive Chair Bill Ford, CEO Jim Farley, uh, UAW leader Lori Dickerson, and then uh, a top engineer. This factory is so different because it's clean, it's brand new, it's very light, it has a tech feeling. Far fewer people, far quieter, and what's the big difference is there's no assembly line. These nodes yeah. is where it tells you the location for the HV, ah, okay. which automatic guided vehicles, so they know the locations because they're programmed. And so that's the path of how it goes through. Each so pickup moves on a sled, it's automated, and it stops at each station, but it's, uh, it's not an assembly line as we traditionally think. So what is different now in 2022 is that these hourly workers do not run after the truck when they're building it. It stops for them. 
So as the tasks get completed, it recognizes with the error proofing system and, and the AGV picks up the message through the notes, you know, and it just keep on going throughout the system. And the workers told me, you know, it's very different not running after something or doing your work while you're walking or shuffling or going to get a part and chasing it down. So this is a completely different way of doing things. And when I spoke to some workers at the at the event on Tuesday, it's kind of it's it, it means a lot because number one, I can say I'm part of history. I think the consistent theme was, you know, this is a moment in history that the people will look back on and say, you know, we remember when the industry was really changing. Well, one thing that, um, you know, Bill Ford and Jim Farley both said is that Ford stepped up during wartime, you know, to make uh, ships and planes. And now Ford is stepping up during the war on climate change. And it's a different time and a different space. UAW workers said that it is the highest honor to be able to work in this of all the factories. Uh, this factory specifically building the lightning, that it's based on seniority and invitation, that these are the most loyal, longest serving members that are a part of this history. The F-150, the classic pickup, is that part of what makes this moment special? The Ford F-150 in the F-Series is the most popular, most purchased truck in America. It's a multi-billion dollar company within Ford. And so this is not about an elite product. This is about taking the most popular truck in America and electrifying it. And so a lot of people didn't think this could be done. They were skeptical. You know, Ford announced this last year and here it is being launched. I'd like to point out, and this is often pointed out, you know, Tesla announced the Cybertruck in 2019, and it has been postponed every year until now 2023. In fact, some of the buyers said, I'm buying a Ford because I'm tired of waiting for a Cybertruck. Why should someone who doesn't really drive pickup trucks care about what's going on right now at Ford in this Lightning pickup? One, Because many people now with climate change are also looking at it as a mobile generator. So you have people, for example, in the state of California or Texas who have storms or wildfires and they lose power in their homes or they lose power uh, just because there's a blackout for a storm. You can use the truck to plug in and provide. It can power your home. It can power your laptop. It's being recommended actually for emergency power backup in the state of California in wildfire zones. So it changes how we use vehicles and our expectations. One thing that's big about this lightning is that the lightning can charge up people who run out of electricity. And that's something that was mentioned during the launch, that for all of you who have electric vehicles, make sure you have a friend who owns an F-150 Lightning because you can plug in your vehicle if you run out of power in an emergency. And just to be clear, is that a capability of all electric vehicles to be able to power homes, to be a generator, a mobile generator, or is that particularly just a feature for the F-150 Lightning? particularly a feature for the F-150 Lightning. It's really about the technology. So Ford Motor Company has compared this to an iPhone that can tow 10,000 pounds. But it also sounds like this new Lightning is an F-150 with a battery in it. And the battery is about the size. It's a little bit smaller than a twin bed. And so where the battery is underneath the vehicle, so the front where the engine used to be, 
That's a, called a frunk, like F is in Frank, R-U-N-K, a front trunk. It's enormous for storage. And then, of course, you have the bed in the truck. So you have much more storage than you would expect. And there are 11 plug-in outlets. So you could plug in a hairdryer, you can plug in your grill, you can plug in, uh, you know, it's expected to be very popular for tailgating, camping. But what's amazing about it is that there was a power outage during the event. And people were not aware of that. In fact, Ford didn't acknowledge it until later. They used generators and the F-150 pickups to cover the power outage. It was temporary. The power came back on during the event, but it was a behind the scenes situation that no one knew was happening. What time did this power outage occur? Was it right like shortly before they had just started the official event? Exactly. I remember I was on the sound stage plugging into the the multi box, and they were saying, "Oh, the power's out on one side." And so their their solution was to plug it up to the Ford F one fifty, or one of the solutions. That was one of the solutions, and I went to one of my Ford sources, and I said, "Okay, come on, is this for real, or are you doing this because it spotlights the, what a truck can do, the power it provides?" And and, uh, and my source said, "You've got to be kidding." Like, this is a huge event. No, we did not do anything like pull power. That is a nightmare. So um, it came back on exactly as you said. Nope, they never announced it. They never acknowledged it. But I, I went back and looked behind the stage area and they were moving around trucks, bringing in the plugs and, uh, and then the power went back on again. Okay, so you saw the folks scrambling behind the trucks. I did, I did. The comparison you made earlier about the iPhone makes me think about how Apple removed the headphone jack from their phones and then how other phone companies followed suit. Is that similar to what's expected to happen here with Ford and the auto industry? Exactly. I think um, analysts are looking at Ford Motor Company to set the standard. So for example, Ford has built in seven to 10 days uh, an estimated 2,000 electric pickups. That is more than Rivian built, which is the first pickup truck to market. It's smaller, not full size. That's more than they built in 2021. I noticed in the layout there, but they had um, some old classic Ford vehicles, Model T, and down the line, and then they lined it up next to the F-150s. Yes, and uh, actually, Bill Ford said, this is a Model T moment. He said that after the event, and he said, as significant as that was, for this country, we see this as significant. And it's why the union workers are so proud. You know, the Model T changed everything and it was a, it put vehicles into reach of the average person. And, and you know, we're pricing this truck, uh, we, that was very deliberate to make sure that this is not a truck for the elites. This is a truck within reach of many people and we wanted that to happen. After the break, some specs on the Lightning, the challenges Ford faces, the future of electric, and what it all means for auto workers.
As Michigan's leading statewide business advocacy organization, the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is on the job every day standing up for job providers in the legislative, political, and legal arenas. We are the unified voice of thousands of members who employ over one million Michiganders. We work with trade associations and local chambers of commerce of every size and kind in all 83 counties of the state. We know business in Michigan. Learn more today about how we can protect, connect, and strengthen your business. Whether that's advocating on your behalf at the Capitol, helping meet your informational training and networking needs, or boosting your bottom line visibility and voice, we're on the job for you. Make my chamber your chamber. Go to mychamber.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-M-B-E-R.com, to learn more now. And we're back talking to Autos reporter Phoebe Wall-Howard about the launch of Ford's all-electric F-150 Lightning and the landscape of the industry the truck is entering. So the presentation, who do we hear speak and what did we hear that was significant from the speakers uh, on Tuesday? So Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford Motor Company said, we plan to take the lead on electric vehicles. When the world thinks of the top, uh, that will be Ford. Right now, that's a position solidly held by Elon Musk and Tesla. And uh, he's very, he's a strong leader and he established the market as a real market. So everyone credits him. Bill Ford really kept saying over and over again that this is a dream come true because, I mean, he's known as the guy who is green and wants to move forward in that direction. But that also means that he's fought the company internally, not just his family members, but executives as well. And when I asked him yes, when I asked him after the launch, how did he feel? I said, did you ever think you were going to give up? But do you think this would really ever happen? Because you've been fighting for it for a very, very long time. I mean, yeah, I did. I mean, I never gave up hope, but I, you know, as we were saying a minute ago, you know, for most of my career to drive an environmentally uh, friendly vehicle meant you had to give up so much. Um, and, you know, and people just don't want to do that inherently. I mean, everybody wants to do the right thing for the planet, but they want to drive what they want to drive. Uh, after the event, Jim Farley revealed that Ford will be having a second all-electric pickup truck. That was not announced until now, and he would give no detail. Can you also lay out kind of what this landscape is for electric vehicles, what Ford is entering into, and what what is the big deal of them joining this market, and, and how does that shake up what's already presently there? In America, General Motors and Ford and Stellantis, your big profit centers are trucks. So the fact that Ford trucks, the all the pickups now, the current F-Series will fund the whole future of the electrification because they make so much money on their pickups. Now, why electric? Why does anyone care? Because California is the biggest auto market in the United States and government policy requires uh, a move toward electrification if you're going to sell there. Also, you have highway perks. When you're driving to work, you can use low 
traffic lanes if you're in an electric vehicle. That could cut your commute time from two hours to 40 minutes. But it's not just California. It's all more than a dozen states in the U.S. are offering incentives because of climate change and air quality issues. Like an HOV lane, but for electric cars. That's exactly right. So Ford Motor Company, just like the Model T, it wasn't the first vehicle. It was the first for the masses. And the reason this pickup truck is huge is because it's priced at $40,000, not $100,000. And this is viewed as a, an affordable option to move people into the electric world. But isn't Tesla also at a sim similar price point? Maybe not the truck, but their vehicles, the electric vehicles themselves. Tesla is in that price area. And in fact, they say their Cybertruck will eventually be in that range. Of course, the GMC Hummer is much more and is sold out. A lot of the electric vehicles now, these trucks are actually sold out for over a year. Are there any concerns or hesitations with this electric vehicle? I mean, the F-150 has had a very specific, you know, vibe to it. You got the rumbling engine, you know, the, all that stuff. Now they're switching to this quieter electric vehicle. Any hesitations about what might be something that I guess is kind of unknown territory for a lot of folks? Yeah, there's a lot of testing on these battery operated cars. So, you know, the area, whether it's 300 miles per charge, uh, you know, what the charging is going to be, that's a big question. But the companies are constantly improving that. The unknowns will be how things perform in the extreme cold and the extreme heat. Just like your cell phone is affected, a battery operated vehicle is affected as well. Where you see a gas tank in your vehicle, that's where it tells you your battery charge and where local charging stations are. What people like is you pull up after work and uh, if you have a home or you're near a public area, you can plug your car or truck in and it's charged fully when you wake up in the morning. That's something that people really like. Uh, you know, So it's sort of always having a full tank of gas. And then infrastructure in terms of, you know, city infrastructure, charging infrastructure throughout our state and the country. Is that supportive already of a, a F-150 Lightning? The infrastructure needs are great in Michigan specifically, but nationally. In California, when you go to the mall or you go to the city or a parking garage, almost anywhere you can find charging stations. Uh, here in Detroit, of course, when you go to Metro Airport, when I go, they're all full. You see all the different electric vehicles, but no, that infrastructure need is something that will need to be expanded. Someone asked if gas stations would be affected and how would these gas station owners be affected? And I'd like to remind people that gas station owners actually make a tremendous amount of money on food and drinks. So if you can put a charging station near there, uh, they're still going to make a tremendous profit. Gasoline is not the big profit area. Oh, that's interesting. I would have never thought that a gas station is not making their money from gas. Well, it's like the movie theater, right? They make the vast majority of their profits are popcorn and soda. And uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very strange recipe. The, the the prices on that popcorn and soda are ridiculous. They better be making most of their profits from that. $12 for a large bucket of popcorn. That's ridiculous. Where I'm paying the ticket is usually cheaper than the, the concessions. <laughs> 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 um, but what does this mean for Detroiters and specifically for factory workers? This is, um, I like to remind people that the because of the United Auto Workers and their contract negotiations, factory workers get, you know, their, their checks at the end of the year 
um, reflect sales and profits. Yeah, and, and since the event on Tuesday, there's been some news about Ford workers. Uh, can you tell us about it, Phoebe? Ford Motor Company notified workers the day after the F-150 Lightning launch and the day of first quarter earnings that uh, they would be leaving. The salaried workers, we have um, 350 of them, and they're asked to leave by the end of Friday, and then 230 agency positions. So those are basically contract workers. This is all in engineering. Ford is deciding who to let go as they're also hiring. They need to hire more software developers and technology savvy people. That is interesting to see, though, because, you know, the announcement of this lightning truck shows that they're stepping into this, but it's also followed by a, a shift in personnel inside the company that can cater towards this type of production. Well, also remember, like the gas powered vehicles are not going away anytime soon. Things will shift and transition. One thing you need to know is that technology remains the number one complaint for all vehicles with consumers. So technology is a very real challenge. It's a very real complaint area. And all the companies know that. But this is, I mean, this is sort of a truck war 2.0. This is where the money is to be made and the companies have to get in. This is where the market is going. And Ford is shaping it early, giving Tesla a run. So Ford Motor Company has a lot of pressure. It's got to produce these vehicles. It's got to deliver these vehicles and uh, and do so without problems. Phoebe Wall-Howard, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I know you've been running around, so I appreciate you for squeezing me in. Um, and we, we thank you for your work and, and your expertise on this matter. Thank you for having me today. Thank you, Val DeSantis and Herb Briscoe for talking to us at the factory this week. This episode was produced by me with help from Darcy Moran. Anjanette Delgado and Marianne Struman are our executive producers, and Peter Batia is our editor. The music for the show is called Fort Trumbull and was produced by DJ Lost Boy. Thanks for listening, and if you like the show, please like and subscribe. Share it with your friends and family. See you next week.